Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. Where we are declaring Jesus Christ is Lord of everything in our lives, us individually, but also he's Lord of the cosmos, which means if Jesus is pretty much in charge of everything that exists. That's what gives us hope. That's what gives us comfort. And we encourage you, if this is a new thought to you, the greatest thing you can do right now is just pause and say, Jesus, I submit my life to you and recognize your greatness and your expertise over every little minute detail of our lives. And that's what we try to flesh out here every week. So uh, yeah. uh, it's good to be back together. If you're watching uh, again, maybe just recently, you're noticing we're in a new studio. Uh, we're so grateful for uh, the efforts of so many of our staff and team that uh, love so well and use their gifts so well, but especially uh, Joel D. Joel, we wish you a blessing as you're uh, starting a new venture out in California with your brother-in-law. Uh, and also want to thank Marissa Abbott for her uh, wonderful uh, decorating skills. Um, so it's nice to be in this new studio. This is the second second uh, episode, second yeah. podcast that we're recording in this studio. Uh, and I'm still trying to get used to all the newness. It's, <laughs> it's nice. We actually have decorations and all kinds of cool yeah, stuff. I can see everything here. clearly with the yes, nice lighting. Nice, yeah. nice. So anyway, yeah. yeah, let's try not to screw it up. Let's, <laughs> let's do something productive today yeah. uh, as, as we do that. But anyway, um, at Living Stones, I just want to say... Uh, Part of our belief in life is that you need a local church. Yeah. Uh, you need people in your life. You don't need to be alone. You'll never be uh, the best version of you for the glory of God by yourself. Uh, it's a team effort. And uh, one of the things we believe strongly in, in at Living Stones is something that Pastor Andrew uh, has provided great oversight and help in uh, is the area of life groups. So talk about that. We just started. Uh, in fact, yeah, this, Sunday launched a yeah, brand this new. This coming Sunday, we're going to launch a um, our our fall semester of our life group, our life group is our semester schedule is kind of like school. And we've got yeah. we've got great people all over the region. In fact, yep. you, what, got an idea how many life groups we're launching this year? Oh, I don't know how many number. We're launching like four new life groups along with, we might have like but 15 these are or 20 life all groups. all over the region. Yep. So, and different nights of the different week. Different nights and, of the week. Uh, so there's so, we're trying to say, is there something for you uh, a place for you to fit and belong. Yeah, if you were interested in finding a life group, our, our life group calendar or list is on our website, lstones.org. This is some wonderful people who are really looking to know you. That we want to build communities. In yeah. these small community, as we talk about, we're going to talk about today, is really where you grow. Yeah. You know, the larger settings, church setting is great. You receive a great teaching, but it's hard to really be know others and be known. And yeah. the small group is where that really happens. And uh, one of our commitments, no matter how... How God blesses us with the ability to love people and care for people as our church family grows. Um, I know we both share the, the uh, commitment that we want to be high touch. We want to be highly relational. It's not about people, numbers, stuff like that. It's about uh, it's about individual relationships with people. We want to grow people. We don't want to grow various ministries at Living Stone. So we, yeah. we value you. We love you. We want to see you come to know Jesus. We want to see you get your heart healed. And we want to see you become... Uh, all that the Lord's called you to be. And, and a vital part of all that is relationships and connection and community. So. Yeah, we really, we're about growing people. That's our vision at Living Stones. We're about growing you. And we, we want to do it how Jesus did it. He grew people through yeah. giving them a teaching. So it's a curriculum. He did. He grew people by giving them tasks. He sent them out two by two. But he also grew people through relationship. He yeah. was deeply ingrained and relationally connected to his disciples. Yeah. They knew him personally. Yeah. So... Part they, of, they did life together. They did life together. I love that. He sends them out. Uh, they see people healed. They see people delivered from demonic spirits. 
he comes back and then he has a little debriefing, debriefing and they're and probably having some food yeah, and uh, they connect and they're, ta they're laughing they they're life talking group, about what went on sends them and, back out. And, and so th this is that's the formula it's very simple to grow so even for us in the context of life group it's not just for life group it's so that you can grow because growth happens best when there's a relational component to it so yeah. Yeah, I love it. So, so uh, and we, uh, uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, we've been doing a series where we're focusing on Dr. Henry Cloud's book called Integrity, which is one of our favorites. And he is laying a foundation in that book of really a multifaceted understanding of what integrity is and how if you don't have integrity, you're not going to be successful in what God's called you to, to be and to do. And uh, so we've been breaking down each of these six components um, and uh, working our way through them. Today, we're going to talk about the next one, uh, which is being oriented toward increase or uh, uh, this idea that you're getting better all the time. It's really an, an understanding that if you, a person of integrity, I, I guess, doesn't stay static. Yeah. They're flexible, they're malleable, they're, they're, um, they're oriented towards growing. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. He, he makes a distinction between, um, a difference between uh, problem solvers and growers. Yeah. Um, talk about that for a little bit. First, yeah, I, I thought that was a great distinction. You know, growing is something that you and I are both passionate about, hence the vision of our church, you know, yeah, about yeah, growing yeah. people. And the distinction between a problem solver and growers, a problem solver is kind of more um, passive. They wait till something's wrong. Okay. They come in and they're like, okay, I'm going to fix, I'm going to restore to his former glory, which might not be a bad thing because you're restoring to his former potential. But the growers think differently. Mm -hmm. They're not just trying to troubleshoot. They're proactive. They're always thinking, how could this be better? How can we take this to the next level? You know, problem solving to me is if you get sick, you go see the doctor. The doctor said, hey, this is not functioning. Fix you, whatever, surgery, whatever. But the grower is thinking, how can I even be healthier? How can I work out? How can I right. gain more, so more muscle mass? So, so much of our, uh, of our medical community right now is based on a model of you get sick, you come in, we, right. we fix the problem, right. or we try to fix the problem. We'll give you a shot, we'll give you some medicine, right. we'll take a few pills, we'll, we'll provide surgery, we'll take out a bad organ or whatever it is. But what we're saying is a growth mentality says, wait a minute, I don't want to be sick. What, what am I eating? Yep. Why am I not exercising? How come I don't have good balance in my life? I don't rest enough. Yep. Um, in other words, let's be proactive to do things that keep me healthy for the long term instead of waiting for my body to break down. Yep. But this this works not just with bodies. This works with relationships. Oh, every arena. I mean, you know, so either you're going to have a mentality that says, hey, how do we grow a healthy staff, for instance, or you're going to always be having meetings with broken relationships yep. and dealing with the same fr relational friction all the time. Or how about this? How do we have a great marriage? Yeah. Let's figure out how I can be. I love it when men say, Pastor, I want to be the best husband I can possibly be. Can you help me be the best husband I can possibly be? If you're married to a man that has a vision for growth in his marriage, you're going to have a great marriage. Absolutely. Or you're going to say, Pastor, can we meet with you? Our marriage is a wreck and right. it's her problem. And I just wish she would figure out how to do this. And I'm right. so sick and tired. Right. You know, and that's usually what we deal with right. when, when the thing is blowing up. Right. So a person of integrity is a person who's thinking ahead. 
How can I grow? How can I grow marriage, my relationship with my kids? How can I grow our organization so we can be more profitable or we can reach more people for Jesus? That's so good. How can we connect people better? How can we be disciple people more? You know? So even though our last episode, just mm-hmm. to clarify, talked about leaning into problems, mm-hmm. there are situations where we do have problems. We're fallen people. So yep. what we're saying here is problem solving is still good. We need to lean into problems. Yes. But you need to add another skill set to that, yep. which is we're going to be growers. We're, we're going to be people with a, with an emphasis. Like we're gonna we're gonna nip the problem in the bud as much as we can by focusing on growing ourselves and growing others to where problems are are fewer and far between. We're still going to have problems. Yep. Life's full of problems, but it is a proactive. Let's avoid the problem in the first place. Type of mentality that we're trying to cultivate yep, in people. Absolutely. Um, so I thought that was really, really good. And but here's the here's the problem. People run into all kinds of um, internal stuff again when it comes to growth, because there's a lot of fear. I mean, when you when you mention growing, the growing person is st- stepping into territory where they've never been before. Yeah. And um, and we talked about this. Kids are kind of wired to take risks and grow because, uh, you know, they've never failed. They, they don't know sometimes of the pain that's associated with doing something maybe they, they shouldn't have tried. But kids are kids are growers. They, and usually we have to tell them, hey, don't do that. Don't right. jump off that chair. Don't, don't, right. don't touch that. It's In hot. general, they'll take, they'll take they'll risks. Take risk. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it that we as adults are not really oriented by nature towards growth. Yeah, most people are not oriented to try new things or do different things. Now, I think Henry Cloud contends that, you know, as as a child develops for many of us because a lot of negative feedback, criticism, failure. I love it. He he says maybe you grew up being a blame, you were the blame container. That's who you Mm -hmm. were. In other words, your parents just always piled blame on you for everything that went wrong. And so now you're like, I don't even want to try anything because I'll get slapped. I'll be blamed. You know, I'll be ridiculed, whatever, attacked. Right. I I thought he said this one thing. It's like, as a child, if you, if you don't learn this crucial principle that trying helps, that you won't really want to grow. Trying helps. Because so many times we just stop doing things because in our head, we just tell ourselves, it doesn't matter anyway I do. So I'm not even going to try, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's praying, reading my Bible, going to church. It could be a relationship. You might be a husband, a wife who's complaining to her husband, and she just he just tunes her out. Eventually, she just stops trying, right? You know, it's I think it's uh, that hope deferred thing, and maybe some of you yeah, can relate. You know, yeah. we we all have these situations, and I see we see this a lot in marriage. In fact, I've uh, one of the one of the saddest things to, to be a part of as a as a pastor is when you're in a room with two people whose marriage has died, and the way that it died is because one party or the other continues to have hope for change. You know, hey, will you work on this? Can we work on being better communicators? Hey, will you work on these character issues that keep just destroying me? Your words, your negativity. Your, your lack of integrity, you know, you lie, you don't tell the truth, you don't follow through. Um, all of these things, if they're not addressed, they create a slow numbness to where people's hearts just get disengaged. And the, the, the worst sign you can have in anybody's life is where they just don't care. Yeah. Like, I just don't care. I have no desire. I'm done. There's no passion. And when you lose desire, 
you, you you're one step away from losing it all. Yeah, it's uh, and re- and we believe again Jesus can resurrect any any relationship, but there's got to be a willingness again for that person to grow. Like just show your spouse that you want to grow. And we tell people all the time one of the best ways you can tell your spouse that you're committed to the, a healthy relationship is make a commitment to show up at marriage class. Just the fact that you are there says with your body. This, this relationship, this marriage matters, and we're going to work on it. And just to show you that I want to work on it, we're going to attend, and we're going to listen, and we're going to process this, and we're going to try to grow together. If you have a willingness to grow uh, in whatever arena you're in, uh, there's no end to the potential. There's no end to the success that you can experience. But if you are rigid, you know, and we talked about this. A sec, give us a science lesson here. Second law of thermodynamics. Uh, this is part of the reason, too. By nature, um, you know, I've heard it said, like, you take a rock. Our human nature is like the rock. You take a rock, you drop it into a pond. Mm-hmm. What does the rock do by nature? It doesn't float. No. It sinks to the lowest place. And that's what fallen human nature does. It sinks to the lowest place. Yeah, an example that Henry Cloud uh, gave was that, you know, for those who remember their high school physics class, um, the second law of thermodynamics says any closed system by itself will become more and more disorder or more has more entropy. Yep. Okay, it just becomes, it breaks down by itself. Decay. Okay, decays. The only way that it can be more organized is a, an infusion of uh, out, energy from outside this closed system to come in to infuse it. And he takes it to growth. He's saying basically, if you're a closed system, if you don't think you ever need help on your own, you're not going to grow. So how do you actually grow? You need an infusion of new material, new life, new system, whether it be a new book or a podcast or a curriculum. Yep. How about a new person, a coach, a mentor to come into your life? That's so this is like, a, so here you are, you're, you're like a terrarium, right? And we take the lid off and we're saying, look, we're going to infuse some fertilizer and some light and yeah. some, 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 uh, you know, other plants or whatever it is, but we're, we're going to help this environment thrive and for that environment. Yeah. So, so sometimes we need an, uh, not sometimes we need an outside set of eyes, perspective, uh, challenge, encouragement, ideas. Sometimes a, a fresh idea Absolutely. can change everything. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I am, I'm pretty oriented to growth. Like, I want to grow my whole life. And I realize I cannot grow my own. Like, even reading a book or so and a podcast, which I do a lot, it's, it helps me to a certain degree. But the true source of growth has to be people to give me context. I was sharing some uh, with someone else. Is You know what? Growth is as simple as someone just telling you, hey, here's your blind spot. Here's an area that everyone else sees that they're spinning in your teeth, but you can't see it. I'm gonna, I have enough relationship with you to right. build relationship with you. Like when we talked about last time, so that you trust them and for them to point out this is the area you got you got to grow in. That's it. Build relationship, okay? Yeah. And then tell you're a blind spot. Because here's the here's the deal. You know, we can have all the theoretical concepts. Like yeah. you can read books till you're blue in the face and get yeah. new ideas, but at some point that idea has got to translate into behavior. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I've known people that are experts on their dysfunction. Have you ever met those people? They, they, they've read so many books about why they're so messed up. Like they can tell you, well, I'm this way and I have, yeah. this, I have this disorder and I have to take this medicine and I've been to these four doctors and I've been in therapy for 14 years. They know, they know their, their dysfunction inside and out. Yeah. The problem is they haven't applied 
one step towards not being broken and dysfunctional. Right. So it it doesn't do you any good to be able to philosophize about about growth. At some point, you got to do it. Like if you want to strengthen a muscle, at some point you have to show up at the at the uh, the why. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta go work out. You gotta show up at yeah. the gym. You have to lift a weight if you want to build that muscle. If you want to grow spiritually, it's the same way. Like I love this, you know, when we do our discipleship groups, mm. one thing that's a big challenge for many men is they're not the greatest readers or they're not the greatest uh, writers. School was not a strong point, but they're great with their hands and they're great working. And, you know, they, mm. they have strengths. It's just that's not one of them. So one of the challenges is, hey, will you take a risk with me? Will you go on a journey with some other men? Will you come under the yoke of discipline? And can you read one relatively short book a month? You can. We believe in you. You can. And what I find is that when men embrace that challenge in the context of a healthy environment, mm -hmm. and you've seen this, when they get to the end of that experience, they've read nine books. Mm -hmm. they've not, they haven't read nine books in their whole life. Mm -hmm. And now, because of the growth that's happened, new habits begin to form. Yeah. And what I love is when they begin... They, we've started the process, but now that process continues because they've internalized it. Yeah, and you talk about another principle because growth begets growth, and stagnation begets stagnation. Yeah. Because if I if I don't want to grow and I shut my wife down and I don't listen to her voice, yeah. she gets shut down. It's like the baby who's never been held, it just cries and cries, and no one comes and gives it attention. After a while, the baby stops crying. It's become numb. A part of his or her heart has died. Yeah. And same thing. So my lack of growth leads to my family's lack of growth and it's cascades and they hurt other people and they, et cetera, et cetera. But, but, but when I come to life, when I'm embracing growth, when I'm embracing life, now my wife sees me growing. She's infected by that. She wants to grow. My kids want to grow and on and on. So what we want to do is build a community yeah. of growth and then it takes each other to say, yeah, you can read a book all day, but when you have someone who, who loves you, but challenges you to say, hey, you're saying this, but you're not actually doing this. Yeah, that's when the growth truly happens. You know, in our marriages too, we often we often accuse our spouse of nagging, mm -hmm. but really, what's happening is they're voicing something that's important to them, and the other spouse is not listening. And when the other spouse is not listening, and you keep saying, "Honey, would you do this?" or, or "Babe, when you talk to me that way, this is how I feel." Yeah, or whatever. After a while when it's interpreted as nagging because there's no response, that part of that spouse's heart just shuts down yeah. and, and they stop dreaming and they stop believing. They just they just assume this is my reality. So if I want it changed, I'm gonna have to go another direction. And this is why affairs and all these things happen all the time yeah. is because somebody listens or somebody responds yeah. or somebody cares. And that's a dead area of your spouse's heart that all of a sudden comes alive in, a, in an uh, ungodly way. Uh, and so we have to keep growing. In fact, I, you brought up a good point. When you're in a marital relationship and one of the spouses quits, it's really unfair to the covenant that you made with that person right. because you can't have a growing marriage uh, that involves two people when one person quits. Yeah. And so maybe we can transition there. You know, what can you share with people who are listening? Uh, like, how do you... How do you help people grow? You know, as a friend, maybe someone's listening saying, I, I want to I wanna grow better, but I also want to help my kids grow or I want to help my spouse grow. Yeah. Um, what do we do? And what are some practical things? I mean, things? some practical things I do with my kids is I articulate to them that everything we do is about growing. It's not about, so when he goes to soccer practice, 
I don't care or a soccer game I don't care how many goals he, he scores I don't care if he's the best player or the worst player it doesn't matter I communicate right. to him my goal is for you to learn and grow in something That's in good. fact when you fail I love it I celebrate him when he trips or he falls, he makes a mistake because that means there's an opportunity to grow. Now, I don't, also don't want him to make the same mistake 10 times. Right. Over, so I love this because some kid will go out there and go, wow, I'm not going to play soccer because those five people there are definitely better than me now. Yeah. So it's not about comparison. It's really about how do I personally take my life, my skill to another level. It's also about empowerment because my son has no control whether the kid's better than him or not. He yeah. doesn't even have control whether he can score a goal or not. Right. A lot of times soccer, you know, those kids soccer, you know what I mean? Right. What he does have control over is whether his what his attitude is when he makes a mistake. Right. See, I just empower my son because he can't lose because he has a choice to have a good attitude, to be oriented towards growth every time he makes a mistake. I want to ingrain that in him at young because I wasn't ingrained in that. So I may all kind. Of, I mean, I I was stagnant. I didn't want to grow. I I couldn't face the negative. I did all kind of issues until I got in my thirties and forties. Then I'm like, wait a second, that's not how I want to live. So I right. want to teach my kids that way. So that's I think good. we start with that orientation. And, and and praise the Lord, your kids have a godly mom and dad who love them and who yeah. understand these things. And you've created a culture of growth, yeah. which I think is highly unusual. Unfortunately, in our culture today, most of us need somebody to push us. Right. Uh, and I'm talking a healthy push. Like, um, if, if you didn't grow up, to, you know, taking care of your body or working out or exercising, uh, or maybe you're struggling with a weight issue and it's just frustrating. Um, what I found, this is why many people have a personal trainer or a <laughs> or they have a partner. Right. Like, you know, if you tell yeah. me I'm going to show up, let's let's agree together. Let's we're going to show up at six o'clock, right. three days a week. If I love you and care about you. I'm not going to leave you standing there at the at the Y going, hey, uh, where's Pastor Ron? I thought he agreed because that's a lack of character on my part. Sure. So the fact that we come together and we do something together is actually an impetus for growth. That's why the purpose of a life group, being committed or being committed to marriage class or going through a discipleship process where everybody agrees to certain things. This is the structure sometimes right. that's necessary to create an environment where growth happens. Well, and that's... That's why, like for us at Living Stones Church, this is, we feel like this is the commission, great commission to make disciples of all nations. What is discipleship is to lead people into growth, to become more like Jesus. That is our call. So to, to, to me, as a follower of Jesus, if you truly follow Jesus, growth is non-negotiable. You can't just be like, I'm only a Christian, but I don't really want to grow. No, that's not our call to be like Christ. Our call is for discipleship, which means you have to grow. Yep. So let's just define that. That's that's a clear. That to me is clarity of the gospel. Yeah, growth is not spiritual growth is not option. Yeah, well, just grow discipleship. I mean, Jesus talks about your body and talks about. I mean, it's, it's it's ownership of everything. So out of that context, to me, if I say someone wants to, someone say I want to grow, I'm like, well, first of all, you need to understand there's a cost to be paid. Yeah, there's a price to be paid to growth. So let's talk about that because that's again where people, you know. Well, hiring somebody to be a personal trainer costs money. Yeah. Well, it takes time to go to the gym. Yeah. Or I, I don't want to yeah. go. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, 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 new I, things. or I always find this funny, you know. So so you should be investing in places that are good for you and cause you to grow. Like, I, how many of you have found out, like, if you're going to eat better, it costs, it costs more money to eat better. Yeah. You can go to a fast food restaurant and get the value meal all day long. To eat good food, though, it costs money. And yeah. so sometimes I'm like, oh, man, my, my bill's going up because we're buying, like, healthy stuff. Yeah. But the, if the goal is growth, there's an investment. Or I right. find this all the time, too. You know, uh, the, all the church cares about is your money. Um, how ridiculous. 
Do you grow at your church? Do you like the people at your church that are are ministering to you? Do you like the materials that you're getting? You know, that class that you're taking, they cost some money because you have to actually buy a book or you have to buy a binder. I had somebody tell me one time, well, we come to this church and we give money to this church. Why should we have to pay money for a book that you're going to keep and you're going to read or for notes that have been prepared for you that you're going to keep? Here's the simple solution to this simple question. You make an investment because it matters and it's going to help you grow. Don't whine about making an investment that's going to help you grow. But people do it all the time. It's like this entitlement mentality that, that... Everybody owes me something and growth should be easy. Right. Well, growth is not easy. No. Growth is intentional and growth, again, that, that's why we- Painful. It's painful. But we but we at Living Stones believe growth is so important, so crucial to the gospel that we have oriented our, our, <laughs> our ministries around growth. Because we believe, again, for you to grow, you need to be in great relationships. That's why we have life group. We have you know all kinds of communities and, and, and youth life groups and so forth. There is a curriculum you need. That's why we have Sunday service. We have marriage class, parenting class. There's a curriculum, there's a teaching, and there's a training element. That's why we have opportunity for people to serve because you, you grow the best when you're doing something your hand, with your hands and you're, you're on the job training. And, and this is a principle I learned from my father. It sounds, you know, to the person who's looking for the easy, easy path, it sounds mean. But for instance, at, at Livingstone, you know, you call up and say, Pastor, we, we're having marital problems. Can we meet with you? My answer will be yes. Uh, our doors are wide open. We're accessible. We're highly accessible. We love you. We want to know you. We want to know your story. But here's the second question. Uh, Pastor, can we meet with you again and again and again and again for our marriage? I would say no. Here's why. We have people who love you and who are skilled and who are providing two hours of marriage ministry every single Sunday. And if you cannot make a sacrifice and make an investment and make a commitment to be there on Sunday afternoon from four to six, if your marriage is not a personal priority enough to stretch, grow, make sacrifices, then why are you asking me to make a greater sacrifice for your marriage than you are willing to make for yourself. And unfortunately in ministry, we, we see this all the time. Yeah. I've seen the same thing with people with addiction. You know, we have a great uh, ministry that helps with, uh, get your heart healed, helps deal with habits, hangups, uh, and all that stuff. It's called Celebrate Recovery. It's not just for addiction. It's much broader than that. But if you're struggling uh, with hurts, habits, and hangups, get there so you can have people who are waiting there to help you. But again, if your if your issues are not painful enough or not priority enough for you to make the sacrifice, then why are you expecting other people to give of their time, their money, their resources to help you when they want to help you more than you want to help yourself? Um, right. That's good. Th- 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 okay. That, that's a hard statement, but you know what? It's the truth. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes people, we've heard this, people do not get delivered until they get desperate. Don't get to where the problem and the pain is so, you know, monumental right. uh, that now you got to deal with a crisis mode. Face the elephant in your in the room in your life, and get a proactive strategy right. to first of all kill the elephant, get the elephant out of your life, and then move into victory and success. God wants to do it. We want to help you with that. 
But the question is, how desperate are you? Yeah. And so in the day, I asked the question, are you willing to pay the price of growth? Because it's not a cheap price to pay, but it's so worth it. Yeah, but so. after, if you are, like Pastor Ron said, we we as Livingstone will come alongside of you. If you're willing to pay that price, because we, we are willing Absolutely. to pay the price to help you. Absolutely. And we come along with all these different things. We design these different ministries to help you grow because we believe that's our call. Amen. We don't do it because we have to. We do it because we want to. We love it. Helping you grow. So all this ties together. Absolutely. Because because here's what the other thing we're telling you: quit making excuses, quit blaming everybody else, quit coming up with this or that, or why you can't do this, or why you can't change, or why your marriage won't work, or why Jesus won't forgive you, or why 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 why. That, this is all part of what we're talking about. Have integrity. You'll you'll either live in that world, pushing the buck, elephant in the room, don't want to face the problems. Or what we're talking about today, you'll develop a proactive strategy where you really embrace you, face your issues, let people in, trust people to speak into your life. Everybody's not your enemy. People love you. They want to help you change your stinking thinking uh, and begin to build a, 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 a structured plan for freedom and for liberty. And life should be fun in the midst of all the challenges. Thank God we have a Savior and thank God we have the body of Christ you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Uh, get into the yeah. get into the pleasure mode when you're enjoying what you do, enjoying who and, you're with. And I want to say this: you know, not every church is oriented towards growth. No, there are other churches. I, I, I've been to churches that they just interested in coming to their church on Sunday. Yeah, they're not interested to say, "Hey, are you growing?" They just want to. I, I don't want to speak for their motivation, but they're not. Or from my perspective, they're not invested, truly invested in their growth. We are. We yeah. really believe this is a crucial part of the gospel. And I say so we. Are. We're talking about. A, we're talking about a congregation of of leaders. We do two things that live. Stones, we grow people. People are our focus. In fact, what we're talking about today, this is what our ministry vision is grow people and then multiply leaders, which means as you get healed and grow and you become free and you have a track record of victory, now you're able, in fact, you have a responsibility. The Bible says, freely you've received. Now freely give. So, you know, I love what Ivan Tate said become the medicine. Mm. You receive the medicine. Now you become the medicine. Uh, and to me, that's an exciting culture to be in where people want to grow. We want to get the last 10%. We want to hear the truth. We want to apply the truth. We, we want to live lives of victory. I want to be a part of a... I want to be a part of a church that's like that. That's the vision. That's the vision. We have a, a culture of growers. We have a culture of people who encourage each other. We're sharing each other visions and dreams. We're encouraging each other. Yeah. And that just grows and spreads. Or yeah, we can awesome. we can go in the opposite directions and everyone's stifle. And you have a vision and dream. That ah, probably won't work anyway. It's probably going to die anyway. Yeah, let, let's, let's become part of a culture where no one's going anywhere. Everybody's blaming everybody. We ignore problems. We blame everybody else for the problems. And right. we're miserable. <laughs> you know, I've, right. been, I've seen cultures like that. I don't want to be a part of those kind of cultures. But let's end with what I believe is a really, really important point. Because integrity means you're growing in all the dimensions of your life, not just one. Like I've seen some people say, I want to become, I want to get better health. Mm -hmm. And so they spend all their time in the health club, pumping iron and drinking protein shakes. Mm -hmm. And then their spiritual life is non-existent because all they're concerned about is growing their biceps. Right. You know, like what's that? Or, you know, we use the example of an athlete. An athlete might take great time in the precision or learning their skill, whether it's golf Mm -hmm. Whether it's baseball, whether it's, you know, catching 
bombs on Sunday in football, um, whatever, shooting free throws. I mean, it doesn't matter what the sport is. And yet their personal life can be a train wreck. We see all the time people sign multi-million dollar contracts because they're incredibly gifted in a certain skill. Maybe it's the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, but then they don't, they neglect their marriage. They have an affair. Um, they have a substance abuse problem. Uh, they their character is not maintained. Or even some pastors. Who, pastors, absolutely. Who, who, you know, we see that all the time. Dealing drugs on the side and just whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you know, leading a mega church, yeah. uh, writing books, and then cheating on their wife or yeah. sleeping with a prostitute. I mean, God help us, but. The point is yeah. that happens when there's not a balanced approach to growth. Yeah, and Harry Cloud mentioned that he says that that's not that's because growth is not really integrated into who they are. A truly integrated person, no compartments in their life. They're think when their growth, it's dynamic. And it's all, they might not be the best football player, they might not have the best health, but in every arena, they're thinking, how can I grow? Right. Or they're or they're just compensating for something. Someone who's all they do cares about is how they look in the gym, look in the mirror. They don't care about their mental growth, intellectual growth, spiritual growth. They're just compensating for something. Right. And we're not talking about this self uh, self-help, self-improvement idol that is so big in America today where I can, I, yeah. Yeah, I can just see a, you know, a selfish man might listen to this podcast and go, you know what? I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to hire three personal trainers. I'm going to get you know protein drinks shipped to my house. And then you got your wife going, honey, we're in debt. Uh, the kids need shoes. Uh, you know, I, I hear this all the time uh, from wives, the, or the husband goes out and buys the boat because pastor said we need to, we need to have, we need to relax. Mm -hmm. And the wife's like, um, the couch is falling apart, or the carpeting is falling apart, or you know, what about this, that, or the other? In other words, don't make this an ego, selfish-driven thing. That's not the message but at all. When I hear that, you know what I, I think? I'm like, uh, you need to first grow your relationship with your wife because you clearly are not on the same page with her. Yeah, your, your wife's more first. important than your biceps. Yeah, grow that relationship. <laughs> if you're really integrated, grow your relationship yeah. with your wife or your kids, and then you can make the right decision about what to do. Exactly. Grow all the grow relationship with Jesus first. How about that? Get that relationship right. Amen. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that are important will, yeah. will fall into play. But That's but good. here's the bottom line. If you be committed to realizing that you have the privilege and opportunity to grow the rest of your life, like your best you should be the second before you expire and go on to be with Jesus. I mean, you should be on a continual track of learning new things, experiencing new things, and growing in every dimension of your life. To me, that's ex that's an exciting vision. Uh, you should not become fossilized. Um, you shouldn't become a dinosaur, you know, uh, an old fossil that we go look at in the museum. Um, mm -hmm. God help us. I'm speaking to myself as I'm saying this, you know. The challenge is keep reinventing yourself. Keep growing. Keep learning. Keep loving. Keep being a better husband, spouse, you know, mom, aunt, uncle, whatever it is that you are, employee, uh, servant of the Lord, whatever it is, there's room to grow. That is an exciting vision. Uh, so let's embrace it and let's embrace the help along the way. We need each other to make Amen. this happen. Amen. All right. Thanks so much. In fact, I hope watching this podcast that we are helping you uh, in the very things that we're talking about today. So help us spread the word, like us, share us, uh, and introduce others. If you hear something in particular, 
pass it on to a friend. Um, but let us know again how we can make this better and better all the time and how we can speak to issues that are, are relevant in your life. So any final comments on that? No, I'm good. All Make right. Sure you're growing. Have a great week. We'll look forward to getting back with you on next Thursday when we launch our next uh, version of the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. Blessings to you.